will go ahead and do this recording because I am very tired and I do want to let people who are interested know about my experiences with this new ketamine treatment. So, um, just for a little background as far as what I know and what I've read about, um, ketamine uh, has been used throughout the years. It's not a new drug. It is an anesthetic. Um, they, um, per the doctor who I talked to, it's been very useful for, like, on the, um, on the, you know, what did he call it, the combat field. Um, where if you're out there and you're, you know, you, you're, you know, your arm is hanging off or something, they would go and they would give the ketamine to the soldier so that, you know, they, you know, because ketamine, it's an anesthetic, but it also causes depersonalization. So they wouldn't feel the pain of this, you know, very traumatic, uh, you know, um, any sort of traumatic, uh, um, injury they've had they wouldn't they wouldn't you wouldn't even care about it and then you could get that person safely somewhere where they could get some treatment so it's used there and what else did he say um it was used uh oh it was also used in uh during labor um instead of um using other drugs that may um or that have shown to cause damage to the the baby um actually infant mor mor mortality instead of using some of those other ones that 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 increase those chances ketamine um you know can be given safely and again it's just it's just that depersonalization so it doesn't affect the, the infant at all and everybody's happy and alive and and so it's a great drug um the doctor also said that when the Soviet Union was a thing, there was some doctor, and I don't remember his name, but he did a lot of research related to ketamine and mental health. Um, but because ketamine was legal back in the Soviet Union, he had to hide all of his work. And so that's kind of like now being kind of figured out, uh, found and, and studied and published and stuff like that. So anyway, um, it, uh, it, they have now been doing ketamine trials um, for, I think you said, the past 10 years. Um, and they've seen amazing results with it. Uh, people that have what they call treatment-resistant depression, treatment-resistant anxiety, treatment-resistant mental health symptoms. Those people that, you know, you've been on every, every psychiatric medication and... It still doesn't work. Um, those people that um, are at that point where their affect is flat. Um, and affect means like when you... Affect is like the general vibe, I would say, you get from somebody in, in non-scientific talk. It's like when you look at them, are they, are they you know, making expressions? Are they, you know, do they have normal seeming affect or, or is there something off? And so flat affect is when you're just like, don't, like you're just n like not there because depression um, can, can be so bad that you just totally, um, you're, you're out of touch. 
like oh because yeah like really bad depression can uh, lead to depression psychosis and so that's kind of like on your way there where you're like detached from reality almost um just that your affect is that flat um because you're that depressed um you have that low of you know whatever those good feel good chemicals are in your brain um so anyway um they've been doing studies on it and promising results absolutely promising results so ketamine oh and it's um he was telling me you know it's used in the narrate circles because you don't have to have to get it you don't have to have um you know these real hardy ivs you could just you know throw a dart at a tiger or something and it's gonna make that tiger chill out real fast um so that's why it's used in a lot of veterinary circles because it's easy to to administer without having to you know you can you can shoot it at a <laughs> A charging tiger and and you don't have to set up an IV for it so anyway um it's safe um they you know, unlike a lot of anesthetics it does not affect your breathing so you don't have to be you know you don't have to have a um oxygen mask on or anything like that or anything that monitors your breathing um, so it's, it's, it's incredibly safe and it's supposed to be amazing. So, um, the way this all started was I actually was told about ketamine treatments from, um, my disability judge, um, despite, you know, obviously having several mental illnesses when I, uh, went out for disability cause I could no longer work. Um, it was, it was a, Mm, such a frustrating process and I was able to navigate that process because of you know I am very um I was able to articulate what what people have said to me and I think why people think I'm I'm better than I am is because I can articulate kind of what's going on for me and um and I know if I was if I didn't have the same resources that I had during that process, I would have never gotten disability, which means the people that need it the most are, are can't access it. They're just, they don't, they make that process so unnecessarily hard. So, but anyway, even with my ability to articulate what's going on with me and everything, I still had to get a lawyer and I still had to present before a judge. This judge, um, according to my lawyer, did something that no judge had done in 20 years as far as my lawyer's understanding, um, he stopped, he went off the record to tell me that I reminded me of, um, of, of his wife and the struggles that his wife had gone through and how people would discount her struggles because they wouldn't see them all in the same, like put them all together in the same picture. And then it makes sense. And then it, it, it makes sense to struggle. But when you just like, or it makes, it makes sense that there is a struggle to, navigate daily life you know um if you just look at one thing it it doesn't seem that way or whatever he said so um and he said his wife had was in a, a ketamine study trial at Emory University here in Atlanta where they do um all kinds of um, medical trials and stuff new drugs and everything and 
you know, he was like, get a part of that trial, get the, get the treatment. It's done wonders for her. Um, so it's been on my radar since 2018. I haven't, um, I have not looked into it because I was, I was very afraid to ask my current medical providers for any sort of referral because, you know, I don't know. I just, it, I have the same problem asking for a, a cannabis card. Like I, it just feels like, you know, if you have mental health, you have the experience of, of being invalidated by medical professionals when you ask for anything sort of stronger because then they just label you as a, a drug, um, you know, seeker instead of somebody who's just looking for some, you know, relief. So I have a lot of that, like, hang-ups. Um, although the doctor I have is amazing and he probably would not have cared or whatever. Um, it just took me two years to get the courage to actually go through with the process. Um, and the clinic, uh, I had to fill out all this paperwork, had to get, you know, all my medical, they had to get all my medical rec records to see, you know, yes, she does fit the criteria of treatment resistant, you know, mental illness symptoms. Um, so, but the process was pretty fast. Um, I, uh, called in, talked to this awesome sales lady. I didn't talk to any other places because she was so awesome. Um, you know, she was a great sales lady, but she also made me feel, um, very safe. And, um, so I liked her. So I went with the clinic. <laughs> Um, but, um, and the clinic I'm, I go to, they have a therapist that you can see either before you get your treatment or after you get your treatment. Um, they were not there today because it is, uh, I, I think because it's around the, the holidays and stuff, but it's not a service that I chose to, to do with them anyway. Um, so anyway, the, the paperwork got, uh, a, um, a schedule set up and it's six infusions or six treatments spread out over two weeks. You get one every other day. Um, so I, I'm going to get one Monday, Wednesday and Saturday, but only because Friday is a, a holiday and then next week it'll be one day, Wednesday and Friday. And then after that, um, I could just come down for what they call a booster which it, you know, would be like once a month or so. Um, and eventually the, the plan is to not ever have to go back at all for any boosters because, you know, my, my symptoms are, are, I don't want to say cured, but essentially, yeah. Um, so anyway, you have to have somebody with you because, you know, obviously you're going under anesthetic anesthesia. And you won't be able to drive yourself afterwards. You, you're going to feel loopy. Um, went there. My mom made a joke uh, that this looked like one of those places that women would go to back in the day when they had to, to when they wanted to get an abortion. It was like those back room clinics <laughs> in, in the middle of nowhere. And that was kind of the, the vibe you got. It was one in, in those like strip mall type professional park places it was just this random you know building up the stairs and you came in it was very nice and and, and relaxing 
Um, the, the doctor actually did all the stuff. He did all the paperwork. He took the money. He did everything. So this was just, you know, very, not a business with a lot of overhead because <laughs> he did everything. But he was also very sweet. And it's very quiet in there because people are waking up and, you know, all of that. So um, went in, paid my money, signed paperwork. Um, and then it was my time to get the treatment. Um, they hooked me up to a EKG machine and, um, something that monitored my blood pressure. And I had that thing on my finger that monitors your pulse. Um, with the ketamine, there's the, you could, you, your blood pressure could, could get too high. Um, but the good thing about it is as soon as the ketamine stops, it goes right back to where it was. So, um, but even, even if something did happen, they have all the stuff there to, you know, to treat it and all that. But because again, ketamine doesn't, um, depress your respiration. Like it's not, there's no, like, you don't have to be, there's no, like, you know, jumpstart kit in the back because that's not, you should never have a problem with that, you know, with, with breathing. So anyway, hooked up to the machine, they put the IV in your hand. It's one of those, but the guy who did the sticking, he was, he was great. It wasn't very painful. Um, and then, you know, they ask if you want the lights on or off. And, and he told me next time I come, I might want to bring, um, what is it called? Um, an eye mask. What are they called? I, I don't know. iPads. <laughs> um, just to block out the light. And I will next time. <laughs> I did not, but I had him turn off the light and he put on a sound maker. And at first I was just kind of sitting there like, doo, 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 doo. and then, um, the first thing I noticed was that, um, you know, the lights seemed to be, there was motion in the lights, you know, and that kind of made me feel just a little bit like nauseated, kind of like vertigo a little bit. So that's when I started closing my eyes. Um, and then, and then at first I was thinking like, oh, this, you know, this ain't gonna work on me. I'm just gonna be sitting here, you know, feeling a little strained and, and this is gonna be all the way to time. That's what I was thinking. And then, <laughs> and then, um, the depersonalization started. Um, now apparently the person who went before me took a ride with Santa Claus and all that. So I didn't see anything that vivid. I didn't have any hallucinations. I didn't go anywhere. Um, and I think because I, I tend to be very cerebral with things and I, I tend to like be studying things all the time, even myself, where I went was, um, I got very, very intimate with the observer. And if you are in the yoga farm program with me um or are in those kind of like knowledgeable eastern circles then the observer is is that one that is watching everything it's 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 the one that's observing you it's it's who it's who you really are you know beyond all the the bullshit and the physical and all that it's 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 who you are in essence stripped away and just watching and so I you know I got to hang out with me 
Um, and that was very interesting. Me was very concerned with um, like I was very concerned with this treatment working. <laughs> so I think I did. Um, I was trying to, you know, I was imagining like synapses coming together and just in my head, it was very vivid like that. Um, I didn't feel like I was hallucinating anything. I, I wasn't going anywhere. I was still very much in that chair, um, hooked up to that thing, but, um, I could watch myself and I could see, and I could, you know, I was like, okay, well this, like, look at this issue. We can connect this and we could do this. And I, you know, I don't know if I did anything at all. I don't, I don't recall like any sort of like <laughs> any sort of, uh, organized effort. I just remember my imagination going, all right, let's, let's connect these wires in my brain. Let's connect this. Let's, let's let this shoot off a little bit more. Let's, 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 let's let this connection go. And like, I just remember that's what I spent my time doing, like observing myself and, um, and like, like <laughs> trying to use my intentions to, to heal my brain so that was that was fun um <laughs> and then it got to a point where it was just like I was so depersonalized that I was like oh my gosh I really wish I could get up right now and do some yoga because I would be so stretchy because I ain't feeling nothing and so I even like <laughs> I was sitting in a chair and I started doing like leg stretches and and I started, um, you know, sticking my leg in the air and stuff. And the doctor came in. And he was like, you okay? And I was like, yep. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm just doing my stretches because why not? I can't feel nothing right now. Let's see how far I can go. Um, but obviously, um, I, was, I wasn't able to get I, I wouldn't be able to get up and actually do any sort of, like, poses because I would fall over and bust my head. Um, but anyway, so it, the treatment took about 40 minutes. Um, as soon as the ketamine leaves your system, you're not, you're no longer like depersonalized. You're no longer, if you are seeing, you know, movements, and visual things, you're not seeing that anymore. Um, however, you have that feeling of like, you know, when you come out of anesthetic, like you're like, uh, you know, you're, you're not very steady on your feet and, you know, you're a little wobbly, um, and that lasted maybe an hour and a half. Um, you're not able to eat or drink anything beforehand. So I was finally able to eat and then um, felt like uh, myself again. Or I shouldn't say felt like myself. Felt definitely no longer felt the, the, the effects of the anesthesia about maybe an hour, hour and a half after I was done. Um, and, um, as far as how I feel so far, um, I don't feel any different. The doctor did say that other people would notice things before I did, and that makes absolute sense. That's usually how, how things are. Other people notice things changing before you do, especially when they're you know, because for you, it's a lot slower and gradual, but for other people, it's like, oh, damn, you know, so, um, you know, I'm trying to kind of balance the hope with, the, you know, reality check in, like, 
you know, yes, this has been helpful for some people, but it may not be helpful for you. Or maybe it's helpful, but it doesn't do the whole thing. Or maybe it cures me. I don't know. Um, I, I just, I don't want, I'm, I guess I'm afraid to like hope. I'm afraid to hope that this is going to, this is going to do anything because I've spent my life struggling with this and, and not getting relief from anywhere. Um, so right now there's just like, there's that feeling of like, uh, okay. Um, this don't feel no different. And so there's a little bit of like disappointment, but I also know like, uh, I got to give it some time. Um, and I don't know if I've already said this, but the doctor kind of gave me a rough idea of how people respond to it. He was like, suicidal ideation should go away with the first treatment. Um, anxiety usually dissipates after the first to second treatments and, um, and depression can take a little bit longer, but so, you know, we'll see. Um, we'll see. That's, that's where I am. Afraid to hope, um, anxious, afraid to hope, but hopeful in spite of myself. Um, um, so yeah, it's, uh, I will keep you guys updated on, on my progress and my thoughts and all of that. And, uh, thank you so much for, for following me, um, and, and everything I do, um, I hope that this helps somebody, um, love y'all and we'll see y'all next time.